When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Hello, how are you? I hope you are doing well. I just came back from picking up my middle schooler. I love, I got to tell you, I love my 13-year-old. She is a delight. I hope she's our caboose. And I just think God knew like we just needed somebody who was easy and fun. Not that she isn't the normal 13-year-old. We do have the 13-year-old drama. But she just got in the car and she was just so chatting away and just so lovely and so like looking at life so fun. And it's good for me because sometimes I get caught up in my life of the stress of it. And, you know, if you ever, I, you know, I love working with the youth. I've worked in the youth with the youth at church for years. And if you ever need to, um, kind of like get out of your, your own head, spend some time with a teenager. Um, I think they get a bad rap. I think they're amazing and they make you just look at things a little bit differently and a little bit lighter, which is good for all of us or even children, right? Like being in primary in our church where, you know, it's till they were 11 and like, those are just happy moments to be with children. I, I know why when Christ came, he spent a lot of time with children because I think it refuels you. It resetters you and it helps you like enjoy life again and enjoy people again. And that's kind of what I'm talking about today is, are you enjoying your LGBTQ child? And, you know, I really think sometimes we get caught up in our beliefs and our expectations that then it really starts deteriorating our experience of our children. And I realized that this was happening to me. In fact, this is the whole reason, really, I'm a coach today helping other families because um, it all kind of came to a head when I took a trip with um, my son. And, you know, we have six children. And so one of the ways that we wanted to make sure we established amazing relationships with our children is we um, decided to like go on dates every year and trips when we can't. So we had planned this trip to New York and did all the things that we thought he would love and meticulously planned it, right? And so we got there and what I did not plan for was my experience of being with him. And it really was hard. It felt hard. It felt heavy. It felt like a lot of effort. Um, and it was really disappointing to me because I just felt like I was on edge. Like in every conversation, I felt like we were like walking on eggshells and like it would usually lead to arguments. And honestly, I know it wasn't enjoyable for him either. And I did not know how to break that cycle. And this really felt particularly painful for me because my family of origin, I came from a large family and my parents were good at enjoying us. Um, and enjoying being with us. And because of that, we felt the energy of that. We felt adored. And um, we, in fact, so much that when we became adults, we wanted to, we sought out and we made time to spend with our parents. And I knew that my son was not feeling this. And I remember like where it kind of came to a breaking point in New York. Like you just imagine that fall day, right? It's crisp outside. 
and we had coats on and it was so sunny, like really nice, sunny. And New York's just so stimulating to all the senses, right? So we were walking down the street and you just, we had just, I wanted to enjoy it so much. And we were just going into this conversation of like all the things that he wanted to do. And, you know, it wasn't like he was particularly easy, to be honest with you. I mean, he was a 16-year-old and acting completely age-appropriate, which means not always easy. And this particular conversation, he was talking about like his dreams of, you know, we were walking by the art school and he wanted to, how he wanted to come live in New York and do art and just live the life of a New Yorker and go to the art school. And at this time, he was really barely passing high school. So like, I really felt like it was my responsibility as a parent to let him know how expensive art school was, how ridiculous this dream was. And you really like how, like, how was he even going to do this? Because he really had a history of like, really kind of being in a fantasy world and like believing like, like this fantasy of what life would be. Okay. Do you see, did you hear my last whole paragraph? Did you see the judgment that I had? that I, all the belief system I had about my son right there. And it wasn't Nick saying or doing anything that was actually the problem. You probably heard it in that last paragraph. All of my thoughts about him was creating this energy and this belief system and affecting like how I was around him. And I wasn't enjoying him and how I was reacting to him was negative. And the problem is you can't hide that. And he felt it and he completely responded to it. And as silly discussions that goes to arguments go, like it soon escalated and he disappeared in the city for hours, which caused me great anxiety. I mean, it all turned out well, but that little discussion, him feeling my energy and my disapproval really created a negative memory. And when I came home from that trip, I felt so defeated because I had such high hopes. I thought this would be a great foundation for our relationship. And I knew I wanted better. So I came home and I read a ton of parenting books. We even got like a family therapist and listened to all the advice from people. But we kept being kept in the same loop and the same pattern. And I couldn't break the pattern of my reactions to his actions. And I knew what I wanted, but I did not know how to get there. And, you know, it's especially knew what I wanted because I came from this, I knew this family of origin. I knew how I felt around my parents. I wanted my children to feel that around me. And I just didn't know how to get there. You know, I wanted them to feel adored and loved. And like, I know that that feeling of feeling adored and loved spurred my actions to seek out my parents, to have this amazing relationship with them when they were older, when I was older and the opportunity to spend time with them because of how I felt around them. And that was because how they were thinking about me. And so even with the therapist and the books, things didn't change until really I found my own coach. And what she finally helped me see is what I was creating and see my mind, see my beliefs. And it was so empowering because I finally got to go with the how. Like I I know I what I wanted, I just didn't know how. And so what happens is when we're dealing with our children or other people, we think it's them, it's their actions, their beliefs, and their words. And what I want to tell you, it's you. It is your reactions, your <laughs> words, your relationships, your thoughts, 
And I want you to know that that is the best news because you can't change them, but you could totally change you. So if you are feeling dislike for your child, if you look closely, you may realize that disliking your child is more about you than them because it has everything to do with your reactions to their behavior. And then that creates that energy. So I'm going to give you five steps and I'm going to go through them quicker. Um, if you want the longer version, I just taught a class on this, um, you know, DM me on Instagram, Jenny Hunter, um, Jenner, Jenny Hunter, J-E-N-I-E, Hunter Coaching on Instagram, and I will send you the video of this class. But there's five steps to really st- to create this new pattern of how to really enjoy your LGBTQ child. The first one is acknowledge you're the creator, that you are creating it. That is good news because if we are creating our experience currently of the dislike around our child and we recognize it, then we could create something else. If we create this, we could create another thing. And I teach you how to create those feelings in the Lift It Together community. When you coach with me, the tools, every month I teach you a new tool of how to manage your mind and to create that love and that enjoyment of your children. And how you do it is you start paying attention. You ask yourself, what am I creating and why? The second step is you identify the cause. I want you to know everything you feel, you are feeling for a good reason. At least your brain thinks that it is. Your brain is thinking that your belief system, your thoughts, they are important. And you need to spend some time finding the reason behind it, finding the triggers, finding your belief systems, the root cause of your beliefs. Um, It could be your expectations. It could be um, how you were treated as a child, your inadequacy, your feelings, all these things, right? Right. And you have to ask yourself, what is really causing me to feel this way around my child? What am I making their behavior mean? And it usually comes from a place of you're afraid of. Like it comes from a good place of something you're afraid of a child. If you're like afraid that they're not going to understand something, you want a good life for them that you have to teach them. And this is actually where coaching really helps you uncover um, your thought process because it's really hard to see this yourself. You need somebody else to go outside of you. Step three is manage your expectations. We all have expectations. And most of the time, they're so unconscious that we're not even aware of it until we feel the pain of the reality we're living. And then we realize, oh, I had the expectation this would go differently. So if you're feeling pain around your child's behavior, then their behavior is butting up to some unconscious or even conscious expectation for you that child's life or for what life was supposed to look like as their parent. And how you get out of this is you accept your child for who they are. You have to accept your child for who they are, and you then you can move forward towards a better relationship. So if your child is different than your expectations, you need to manage those expectations. And remember, ultimately, the only person you can control is you. So you need to learn to have space to find that um, what you're thinking about how they should be different and where you're fighting the reality of your child. And, you know, it's really a change in perspective. And I'm not telling you to lower your expectations for your child. Never do that. You have every reason to have high expectation for them. Your children are amazing. They have extraordinary potential. But what's different here is I'm encouraging you to set your expectations and the contents of truly accepting your child for who they are and not who you wanted them to be. 
So this is not about lowering expectations, but shifting them to appropriately match your child for who they are. Okay. Parenting the child you have, not the child that you think they you they should be or the child you want. Okay. So each child is different with all different qualities, flaws, gifts, and personalities. I know this coming from 10 and raising six, like there is no one size fits all in parenting. And once you really realize that and start changing how you parent for each child, then it gets easier. Step four is validating feelings and limit behavior. Learning how to have empathy and unconditional love is actually unconditional love in action. Your child needs to feel understood and accepted even when their actions like are not what you would agree with. So it could be like, say they're saying swear words or words that you didn't want to have around you. And you could be like, say this, I won't be in a conversation with you when you're saying these words, but I understand when you say these words that you are feeling very upset. What's going on with you, honey? Um, you have to really learn how to listen, breathe, and really slow down your reaction. And you need to pattern that emotional regulation. And remember, empathizing with their anger doesn't mean you endorse their behavior. Um, like you could say, I don't see it the same way as you do. This must feel hard for you. You must be disappointed that I said no. And I understand I would probably be disappointed too. Empathy doesn't mean you ignore their behavior. But it means like later when everyone is calm, you enforce the limits that are necessary and you talk about other ways to handle the situation. So all you have to do is say, that must be hard. I understand what you're saying. Separate the child from the behavior. Recognize that you're not disliking the child. You're disliking the, their behavior. Okay. And then that puts you in a very neutral, positive space to react to the child. And usually my children, when they're acting in a way that I think is poor behavior, let's say, it's not because they're doing it just to do it. They're usually doing it for, they think, what is a good reason? And so they're not just being unpleasant because they thought it would be fun. They're usually reacting to a strong emotion that they are feeling. And that is emotion was caused by their thinking. So our job is just to find out what they're thinking and why. And this takes investment of time. Okay. So the fifth one is controlling your emotions. All of these are things that we really work on and lift it together because it is, you need to learn how to self-regulate around your child because you want them to feel that unconditional love. And unconditional love really means that the child feels your love without the requirement of anything. Like it is their, your love is not tied into their behavior. So it's hard to feel love when our kids, when they're driving is crazy. So when we let them drive us crazy, we lose it. And that is what I work out with you. Like you, my kids can't really drive me crazy anymore. Honestly, um, I am able to really self-regulate and to show up how I want to, even when they are acting in a way that I do not approve. Um, and the problem is when we show up in our anger, like when we can't regulate ourselves, our kids misinterpret our anger. And at the best, they assume they're bad people who could never be good enough. That's the best way they can interpret our anger. So when we indulge our anger, we're re really modeling inappropriate behavior for our child. And this will give them um, a feeling that they aren't loved and that they're only loved if they act a certain way, which can be really dangerous for their self-esteem. And so one of my favorite quotes by Kevin Heath is, as your kids grow up, they may forget what you said, but they won't forget how you made them feel. And it's interesting when I asked Nick about that trip, he 
doesn't remember the argument like I clearly do, but he remembers it wasn't great. So your kids won't remember your words, but they remember how you feel around them. Just like how I talk about how I felt around my parents and how that fueled me to want to spend more time with them. That is what you create by your thoughts and your energy around your children. And so how to do this, you really need to focus on your own needs and emotions. So you'll be equipped to teach and guide your child and create that healthy connection that you want with your child. So you can't control who your LGBTQ child is or how they show up or the words they say, their actions they do, but you can control how you feel in the moment and finding love and like, you know, people say like, you could love somebody, but you don't have to like them. And I really disagree with that. I think loving somebody is really finding things to like about them. And that is your job is to find a lot you like about your child. These five steps will help you create that like and that love so that they feel loved and adored, which every child deserves, especially our LGBTQ children who are struggling so much with their emotional health and so much with, do they belong? Are they worthy? As parents, this is one of the best gifts you could give them and invest in. And this is what we work on every month and lift it together. You know, I coach, part of your membership is you get to come in twice um, a month and coach with me one-on-one in a very private space. And I teach you a tool every month. So you get the tool and then we work on it together. And what's so fun is like, I have many clients that I've been coaching for years and it's just the cadence that I see changing in their lives and their relationships, their confidence. It just up tears their life in such a beautiful way because you create this relationship with this coach, like I did do with mine, where you have always a safe place to come and bring the crazy because life is always crazy and it's never going to go away. But you have, as these emotions come up and what you're dealing with, you have a go-to always to keep you regulated, to keep you keep showing up how you want to, and to keep up tearing and loving your children how you want. So if you have any questions or you have any thoughts about this, DM me and tell me your thoughts. And um, like I said, if you would like this video, um, I did a whole class about an hour class when I went to much more detail on how to do this, um, just DM me and I will send you that recording because I would love to um, get you the help you need for your family. All right. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.